this is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Alan Condon with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Dr. Kathy Chang, Vice President and Chief Quality Officer for Ambulatory and Clinical Councils at Prisma Health, which is, of course, the largest nonprofit system in South Carolina, serving more than 1.2 million patients a year with more than 4,700 employed and independent providers. Dr. Chang, a real pleasure to have you on the podcast with us today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. So before we dive into some questions, I'd love to hand, hand the floor over to you to hear a little bit more about your role and, of course, your background at Prisma Health. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for having me. Uh, very happy to be here today and uh, talk a little bit about uh, what I'm thinking about uh, and the way we're watching uh, the healthcare landscape really evolve uh, and how we're responding to that and uh, getting out in front of some things. So yeah, I'd be happy to, to tell you a little about me. Uh, so I am a, a pulmonary and critical care physician by background, and I've been in this role uh, that we have uh, created a chief quality officer for ambulatory and clinical councils. Uh, I do actually have purview over all of the quality, uh, including the inpatient space uh, for Prisma Health. Uh, and work in a dyad uh, fashion with our vice president uh, of clinical care experience, which is really our all-encompassing uh, approach to quality experience safety uh, here at Prisma Health. Uh, I'm also over our clinical specialty councils, uh, which is a physician-led uh, multidisciplinary council uh, really organized around different clinical disciplines uh, and focused on patient-centered improvement projects uh, all across our footprint, full continuum, uh, really trying to move the needle forward uh, with respect to really some transformative uh, improvement projects here at Prisma. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kathy. So sounds like certainly a lot under your supervision and uh, sounds like you wear a lot of different hats on any given day or week. So excited to kind of jump in and kind of dive a little bit deeper there. So to kick things off, I guess, what are the top three trends that you're currently following, whether in the healthcare or the ambulatory surgery center space today? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think they connect. Uh, thematically, what I've been noticing and we've all been noticing for some time is really the way that we're able to now uh, move care more out of a hospital uh, in terms of the cases that are appropriate to be doing that with uh, and putting more services into the home. Uh, definitely ambulatory surgery centers, lots of growth there. Uh, and I think that we all recognize that that's a, a really good opportunity to kind of ask ourselves uh, what we always do, you know, to, about the right care at the right place at the right time. Uh, so that's definitely something, uh, you know, that we've been pushing towards, uh, definitely with ASC development, but also in some of our, uh, our other home care programs that are really kind of developing into just a full spectrum of services with just tremendous results and very well received by patients. Um, that probably the second thing that I've uh, been noticing is just really, especially in this post-pandemic landscape, uh, a recommitment, if you will, uh, to value-based care and the way that we can uh, kind of get back in that groove uh, of really trying to find uh, the, the sweet spots 
uh, to deliver the right care in the right place uh, at the right time. And, and the programs and the new things that we might need to do to sh continue to shift in that way. Uh, and, and what do we need uh, skill sets to develop? How do we uh, partner, et cetera? And what does, and what does that look like for us? Uh, and as part of that strategy, uh, obviously, you know, AFCs are, are critical to that and definitely know that we have a role for that. Um, there are many places, uh, us included, uh, we have a lot of inpatient volume. Uh, some of that, I think, is continued to be pent up demand uh, after COVID that I think we're still kind of working through uh, what was at the time unattended consequences of some of those delayed services. So definitely seeing that surge back uh, and there's just a real place for, for all of that uh, within the care continuum. Uh, so uh, definitely those things. And then lastly, um, the thing that I've also been watching and really uh, kind of goes under the category of things I'm really excited about as well is just this uh, new focus and discussion, particularly around equity uh, and the way that you know we can participate that, lead it, uh, really to the betterment of everybody, uh, including our teams, definitely the patients and the communities that we serve, uh, and the way that shows up for us in healthcare and, and how we can lead that way in our space. Got it. Thank you so much, Kathy. So obviously, uh, three big things of contention for you, things you're focusing on right now, outpatient migration and how you're kind of managing that at the moment, as you mentioned, value-based care, of course, top of mind, also health equity there. Uh, one question along the outpatient side of things that you brought up initially, I guess one thing we're seeing as Becker is reporting a lot on is these kind of ASC chains, such as the likes of Surgery Partners, I believe recently partnered with the likes of Ohio Health, I believe Intermountain Health, other health systems in, in, across, the, across the spectrum of the United States. In these kind of partnerships, they're essentially partnering on these ASCs, um, joint ventures in terms of the development of new ASCs and also managing existing new ASCs. Can, can you give me a little bit of an insight into how you're approaching this outpatient migration in terms of an ASC standpoint, what is Prisma Health focusing on um, as care continues to move, like you said, away from the inpatient setting towards more of these outpatient settings in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are uh, definitely in this space already uh, and continuing to expand. I think uh, the key word that we both mentioned there really is partnerships. Uh, this is definitely uh, what I would call a unique skill set uh, and certainly uh, not the same model uh, and a very different approach to what we would typically use uh, to manage operating rooms in an inpatient space. Uh, so I think that that is, is a key thing to consider, especially for folks that uh, may be relatively uh, early on down this path uh, that you, know, you need to recognize that it is a different, uh, it's a different model. Uh, it, requires a different approach uh, really to the way you look at uh, the right cases to put there the from a safety perspective from uh, you know an operational perspective uh, and that really maybe the traditional approach uh, does not translate into that space uh, so you know to first recognize that and that there are places um, and, and partnerships that you can build that will really help you take off and be successful uh, out of the gate uh, and we are noticing that obviously there is a lot of interest in this, um, not only from, uh, you know, healthcare delivery systems, but also payers uh, very interested in, in the way we develop those things. And I think there's also, you know, interest from a patient perspective. Um, in many cases, you know, lower acuity cases, it's a little bit, uh, 
you know, more approachable maybe from a patient perspective uh, to have something done at an ASC. So I think that from an access perspective, really kind of almost getting back to that equity conversation about the way we're able to deliver needed services across a larger footprint, uh, this is definitely a strategy that allows us to do that. Um, and it just really seems to make good sense. Yeah, yeah, certainly a very interesting time in healthcare. And then just in my conversations with other physicians, whether on the health system side or, or physician owners in ambulatory surgery center, it seems like even to, to your point, patients and pairs as well, it seems like everyone's really pushing care towards the outpatient settings, which is obviously can be performed at a lower cost, arguably higher quality, certainly exciting time for healthcare. Um, and and for your, to your point, is this obviously an exciting point? This is heavily what you're focused on at the moment. Is there anything else when you look across the healthcare space? What are you most excited about when you think about the future? Uh, I think there's a couple of things that really have been getting a lot of attention lately. Uh, one thing I'm very pleased about really is what appears to be almost a uh, memorializing of our ability to deliver services that allow us um, to get into the home, things like telehealth, uh, which were essential uh, during the pandemic in particular, and our ability to really continue to grow those programs uh, and the way that we can have more contact with patients in a way that works for them, uh, really show up as, as a healthcare system, a healthcare company, uh, not really kind of, you know, making uh, people always come to the mountain, but maybe bringing the mountain to the people. I think that's been a very well received, uh, particularly in our behavioral health space. I mean, I can tell you that, that the virtual visit and the telehealth approach, uh, it took off and, and it hasn't come down. Uh, some of that does have to do with you know, really the behavioral health uh, nearly crisis that we've had in this country since uh, the pandemic. And it, I think that that has allowed us to respond to that need within the community. So that's been very exciting uh, to really see some support for that uh, from a regulatory perspective, a payment perspective. I think it's something that patients want us to continue to develop and grow. Uh, and, and I definitely think it's something that is a health company that we want to do really to meet that need. So really excited to watch that continue to come forward, really in all of its iterations. So not just necessarily encounters, but our ability to do remote monitoring and, and really keep an eye, particularly on those chronic conditions uh, that do require more frequent touch points. And, uh, you know, maybe there are those patients that are a little bit more sensitive and fragile, you know, and how are we able to do that without making them come into the office? So that's wonderful. Um, you know, the second thing I've been really watching, and I think most of us are really uh, very enthusiastic about its possibilities, is the development of AI and the application of these tools that are under development. Uh, and there's really, it seems to be kind of um, almost a new initiative, uh, at least per week, but just the way that we can leverage that as healthcare teams uh, to really support us in this work of taking all this information in. Um, you know, finding the signal in all of that data um, and helping us really get down to, you know, working on what matters, uh, making sure that we can focus our team's attention on taking care of patients. Um, it makes patients happy. It's a satisfier for our teams and, and anything that we can leverage in that regard uh, to kind of lighten that administrative burden of delivering healthcare, um, not just on the provider side, but, you know, frankly, all clinicians, uh, nursing definitely included in that. Um, you know, so what are the possibilities? You know, how can we uh, develop these tools uh, with AI uh, in mind 
uh, regardless of what platform you're in, I think that there is a huge role for that. So I'm very excited and optimistic just to see where that can take us uh, in terms of being a service back to our teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it feels like every other week, like you mentioned, there's this new kind of explosion in AI. And it, it feels like as someone who's a bit of a self-confessed tech geek myself, I'm kind of so in tune in terms of the potential impacts and benefits, not just on the provider side, but you mentioned, but also what it could potentially do on the consumer or patient side as well. So it'd be, be really interesting to see where we stand in two, three years down the line with all the, the level and the consistency of these innovations at this point in time. Um, Kathy, I know you're exciting there. You talked a little bit about the growth of telehealth, uh, potential of AI there. I'm thinking about when you're looking ahead over the next 12 months or so, how are you thinking about growth? What are you most focused on um, over, the, over the next year or so? Yeah, I think we're really focused on creating the access uh, that our community and our patient population needs. Um, definitely ASCs are an integral part of that strategy. Uh, we're also really looking at, you know, where do we need to be in what capacity? Um, so kind of uh, growth around uh, definitely primary care. Um, how do we provide those, uh, those clinicians with the tools to deliver really good, effective, uh, value-based care? Uh, and what does that mean? Uh, there's a, a growing component of a care continuum, uh, you know, both home-based services, um, urgent care that looks a, maybe a little bit more like some primary care on demand, uh, you know, so that we really have that full spectrum of service available um, and that that allows us to cover uh, a geographic area in, in a way that maybe we didn't before. So um, really looking forward to the way that we can uh, continue to show up and develop the full care continuum. Um, our home-based services have definitely uh, been a big focus for us. Uh, like I mentioned before, tremendous satisfier to patients, allowing us to um, either not put them in the hospital um, to transition them out of the hospital sooner, and maybe even somewhat providing a little bit of an interim solution for patients that may be not doing as well in an ambulatory setting and need just a little bit more intensive oversight um, and that we can bring that type of service into the home. So that's definitely something that we're really excited about and developing. And, and it's just been a critical tool for us, um, not just during the pandemic, but even afterwards, uh, just meeting the need. Uh, so really, I think that, the, you know, the right answer is just really kind of to develop those programs, tools, um, you know, sites of care uh, that just seem to make sense as the healthcare landscape continues to evolve, both in terms of, um, you know, the need, uh, the finances of healthcare, et cetera. Um, it, that just, I think, provides just a tremendous opportunity for us to get in there and, and meet uh, patients where they're at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so interesting to hear you just talk about all these kind of new trends and the way healthcare is moving at the moment in terms of, like you mentioned at the start of the call, in terms of outpatient migration, it's not something that's it's been happening steadily for the last 10, 15 years or so, right? We've seen it really picking up steam, especially over the last couple of years. Maybe the pandemic has got a lot to do with that. Also, the, the impact of telehealth, like you mentioned, home-based care, kind of an explosion of growth on the urgent care center side and ASCs. I'm curious, how do you see the inpatient environment looking or what type of patients will be visiting the inpatient environment five, 10 years down the line as we, as we continue to see this kind of moving towards these um, outpatient settings with, like you said, kind of care closer to home, more convenient to those patients? 
Yeah, I definitely think the inpatient population uh, seems to be much higher in acuity. Uh, you know, kind of looking really almost like a baseline shift uh, in really the, the complexity of the patient population that we're seeing. Um, and I think that that definitely has uh, created really opportunity for us to then really have that comfort level that we can fully develop all of these programs. And uh, right now, we, we don't seem to be suffering from an empty bed situation. So um, you know, the volumes are there, the acuity is, is definitely high, uh, and we are always continuing to adapt to that. So in, in some cases, I think that really this growth in the non-acute care setting, uh, you know, at least for us, uh, it just is coming at, at a very good time, um, and we're able to really support that. Uh, across, you know, really all of the services that we offer. But yeah, I, I am noticing that uh, the patients in the hospital overall seem to be sicker. Uh, and, you know, we don't really have near as many uh, as we may have had historically patients that, you know, maybe maybe could have gone home uh, a day or two earlier. You know, for the most part, the people that need to be in the hospital uh, medically need to be in the hospital. Uh, and that that is definitely something that we're noticing and, and the volume's just consistently high. Uh, so uh, I think that, like we said, really there's there's a need on the part of everybody to kind of flesh out uh, some other care setting options. It's, you know, it's the right time. Absolutely. Hey, Kathy, it's been a real pleasure getting to pick your brains a little bit today and speaking to you today on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. And I look forward to seeing all the great things you continue to do at Prison Health down the line. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.